Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I am Jennifer Styers, and it is just me today. So you all are stuck with me. Um, I know everybody's just getting on. I want to correct uh, something from last week. So, uh, so last week I had mentioned that uh, it was my two-year anniversary, or I guess it was two weeks ago that it was my two-year anniversary. Um, it was actually my three-year anniversary, so it's been three years of the Lovability Show. I thought it was longer, but <laughs> it, here we are. Um, so uh, three years of this show. Um, I can tell you the interesting part is as I start putting topics together, I realize that a lot of them, kind, I mean some of them, uh, or all of them, kind of have the um, some similar content just because... There's some basic themes in dating that people need to know, and that's really what we're going to talk about today. So, uh, Ron, uh, good to see you. Um, and uh, I know people are just now popping on. Um, you know, uh, interestingly enough, I got um, I got thrown off Facebook last Friday. <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't have the show because I got thrown off, and it wasn't for anything bad, but. Um, but one thing I'm worried about is they threw me to the bottom of the feed. So um, they, they like grounded me for the whole day and I couldn't be on Facebook. It's so stupid. Um, I can't believe I'm saying it. And then they told me that all my posts and stuff and group stuff would go to the bottom of the feed for a th 30 days. Yeah. So um, we will just have to see how the podcast goes with questions and stuff since, um, since they, I am grounded. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so um, today I wanted to talk about, you know, this kind of the kind of a similar theme that we always have. You know, I was thinking how so many people don't get past the first date um, and, and why. I mean, there, there are reasons. It, you know, sometimes it's things that they're doing. Um, sometimes it's the way that they're, you know, people are showing up. Uh, but all the same, I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about how to get past the first date, how to get, you know, how to be your best on all of them uh, regarding what we're looking for, regarding expectations, and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things I, you know, want to start with, um, hey, Elton, uh, it's good to see you. Melissa, good to see you. Uh, it's... Um, and I'm, I love y'all's feedback, so talk to me today for sure. Um, but consistency is such a big thing. I mean, if I had to wrap everything into one big pretty package with dating, uh, whether it be the, you know, pursue process, the, um, you know, the whole courting process, you know, when you're in a relationship, when you're in a marriage, I mean, that consistency of who you're being and and showing up constantly is so, so important. So everything is going to revolve around that, keep in mind. And uh, uh, Ron, um, you are so funny. He said, if you say the, the A word three times, you will go back to the top. You know I'm not going to say that. <laughs> go dogs. Um, uh, yeah, I just read today it's 70, 72 days until... 72 days or 46 days until uh, football season starts, college football. So uh, I am ready. I am ready. Okay. So, uh, so hey, Tammy. So, uh, so the first thing is focusing on the present and showing up. This is so important. This is so important. Showing up present, present time and leaving all your damage and baggage and, and negative beliefs and negative experiences behind you. But because 
just because somebody cheated on you or somebody lied to you or somebody betrayed you or somebody abandoned you, it doesn't mean that that's what everybody's going to do. And very often people proceed with that, you know, that, that, that precedes them in, in a new relationship is there number one, they're not past that. And number two, there's an expectation there for that. And I can assure you, if you're expecting that somebody's going to let you down, if you're expecting that somebody's going to disappoint you, if you're expecting that somebody's going to leave you, they're going to. That's who you're going to attract. You're going to attract people that'll do that. Um, I hate to bring in, you know, the old law of attraction, but there's an energy you put out in what you're looking for and who you're being and your behaviors and your actions draw that kind of person in. So it's really important, really important that you show up uh, fresh and whole, which is why we heal first, so that we don't have any unrealistic um, expectations, that we don't have any wounds that we're projecting on somebody new. Um, I just had somebody uh, over the last over this past week, and had, it was completely unrelated to relationships, but it was a friend of mine, and I do animal rescue in my spare time, non-spare time, and uh, and I had a woman go off on me, and she had trust issues, and, and it was she went off on me about something that wasn't mine. And I just, it, it blew my mind that I was getting, like, it was, it, it's unbelievable the wounds people are walking around with and how it, I know it shows up in relationships, but it shows up in all areas of life. I mean, here's somebody that clearly doesn't trust. And if she's showing up that way with me, she shouldn't date. I mean, for God's sakes, don't even try. Um, but it's super important that you heal first. And I always talk about that. But get rid of those wounds because the baggage you've packed may not be appropriate for where you're going. And or it's certainly not where you're going unless it's positive. And, uh, and it, nobody else wants to suffer or be on the receiving end of your anger or your bitterness or your distrust or anything that they didn't cause, right? So uh, very important to show up in the present, not the past. Uh, so Elton says, when people meet in dating apps, they don't know if they're naturally connected to the person. So it's kind of forced. It's different when you meet somebody personally and you find the person attractive and then go on a date. Meeting someone virtually is not natural. I agree. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I cannot tell you guys enough. Get your buns out there and meet people because that authentic, at least you know if you meet somebody authentically and there is a physical connection and some type of emotional connection based on whatever, you know, whatever that meeting is, you at least start somewhere. You at least start with something. Uh, the horror stories, and by the way, I want to do that one day. Um, we have a few chairs in the studio here. I would love to grab some people and and do, uh, do one on like your worst dates, like an online dating stuff, because I hear the craziest stories. I mean, the craziest. Um, I was just talking to uh, one of my friends the other day, and she was saying that she had a guy reach out to her that she had dated. Um, and this wasn't just online dating, but she had a guy reach out to her that she had dated, and he, she hadn't, their lives didn't intersect at the time. He reaches back out about six months later, and he's like, hey, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods tonight. I'd love to see you. And she's like, well, I'm just wrapping up a meeting. I should be home in about an hour, and I can get ready. And then he messages back, what time should I come over? Woo! Um, she's like, not that kind of date. I thought we were going to go on a real date. <laughs> so um, so he was, he, she was getting a booty call in the middle of the week. Um, but, but, you know, relationships are hard, whether, you know, whether they're online or not online or whatever. And so you have to know your, you have to know who you are and you have to know your boundaries. And, um, and it's, and it's super important too. And I just add this in as we wrap that first thing up about, you know, coming in fresh and not having wounds. Also make sure you know what you want. I mean, as a dating coach, I'm constantly going through that process with people and helping them get clear on what you want, what you don't want. It's perfectly okay when you're doing your list to look at all the things you don't want, all the things you had that you didn't like, all the things you had that you did like in previous relationships. And the things that you didn't like, it's okay to list those somewhere, but you need to, on your list of what you want, you need to list the opposite. 
So if that person wasn't consistent on your list, you'd want to say, I want someone who's consistent. <clears throat> if that person didn't want to spend time with you, you want to put on your list someone that enjoys spending time with me, and that's one of their primary love languages, right? So it's okay to start with what you don't want and even look at past relationships to get that because it's a good barometer, but you have to know what you do want. You have to be clear on that because how are you going to recognize it and, and what, what guidelines are you using to recognize it, which some of you are using none, um, if you don't know. Uh, so Darren, hello. Good to see you. Uh, I... Uh, Darren says, I'm in if you think you can handle the humanity of I've experienced over the past few years on this journey. Darren, share away. Um, uh, I think you meant on a panel. So, um, so hold on, guys. I have to get back. I don't know. Somehow I got kicked off of my... Um, I got kicked off my page. Hang on just a second. <laughs> I can't see your comments anymore. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is... Um, talking about, even though I don't want you guys, I mean, let's just say some of you ladies want to have babies um, or want to get married. Again, those things are important. You want to address those things up front. You want to talk about those things early on. You don't want to push them. You don't want to shove them down somebody's throat. You don't want to remind them that you want to have babies five times on a date. Um, but you want to make sure that at least your long-term goals are aligned. If you don't want to have children, you know, um, it, all of these things are super important up front. I, I mean, even down to whether or not somebody's ready for a commitment. I know that sounds silly. Why would somebody be out on a date if they didn't want a relationship or a commitment? But if you dig in and ask, there are people that are, you know, out dating or online dating that don't want a relationship. They're just out having fun and playing and um, testing the waters. Uh, and and you know what? Our people are allowed to do that. And if you don't ask and you don't talk about it, then it's your fault for not you know being aware and knowing and asking the right questions. So if if something's really important to you in a relationship, and let's let's draw that in a little bit because I've gone with some some more uh, obvious things. If spirituality, if somebody's a Christian, is important to you, you want to make sure that you ask questions in regards to that. If having somebody that's healthy and whole and, and is on a healing journey, I'd love to say healed, but are we ever healed? But uh, somebody that's on a healing journey, if we can ask questions around that, you know, if, if they have been divorced or they've been, which hopefully people have been in relationships before, um, it's a huge red flag if they haven't, but um, if they've been in relationships before and, you know, whatever the breakup was, you know, what did they do for the healing? You know, did you go get help? Did you go see a therapist? Did you read books? Where are you? What did you learn about yourself um, and your role in it? I mean, I, I just feel like these conversations are really important and, uh, it's it if there's something that's super important to you, maybe it's family, uh, and um, whatever it may be, you you need to make sure that you're aligned. Uh, so my producer was telling me before the show, he is one of five children. I mean, he's one of five. What do you call it? Quintuplet. quintuplet. He's a quintuplet, um, and. Which is so cool. I never knew that. Um, but he's a quintuplet. You better believe family is going to be important in their world. So he better find somebody uh, if you know that that values family, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's very important that you look for these things up front and, and and know what you want. That's why again, knowing who you are and what you want is so important because. You want to ask questions around it. You want to know if you're aligned and if you're going to be moving in the same direction or if, you know, there's there's humongous differences between you. Hey, Robert. Hey, Stephanie. Um, okay. So, uh, so, make sure you're attracted to the person and not the relationship. Uh, God, I can't tell you how many people are just um, out there because they don't want to be alone, right? They, they're... They're, they'll take somebody, anybody, just not to be alone. And um, that's, you know, just because you want to be in a relationship, it's one thing to want to be in a relationship, but you want to be in a relationship with the right person, right? 
And, and that's the more important thing that you're, you have a connection with them. And it's not just about physical attraction. Um, you know, you want to be attracted to that person, but attracted to their soul and attracted to who they are. It's not a matter of just plugging somebody in a space because we can plug anybody into a space. We want to make sure that we're attracted to that person and we're aligned with that person and that's somebody that has long-term potential. I mean, this goes down to also some of you people that are online dating or dating in general. I posted about it the other day. Some of y'all are going out with so many people. I don't even know how you keep up, number one. But how exhausting when you're basically throwing spaghetti against the wall and going out with anybody and everybody because you haven't defined what you want and what you need, it's a, I mean, you have to be mentally exhausted because then you're on bad date after bad date after bad date. You are the people that are going to come back to me and go, there's no good people out there. Everybody sucks or there's nobody for me and I, you know, I have nothing in common with anybody or... Um, all the people are, you know, game players or users, and gosh, I hear these words way too many times. If you're one of those people that is that keeps ending up with the wrong people, you've got to back up and look at yourself and look at where you haven't done the work and where you haven't, because you attracted them, you chose them, whether it be for the first date online or whether, <clears throat> and by the way, I know you people, because uh, uh, Elton already said it, you don't know what you're getting when you go online. So somebody could show up completely different than who they are. And you can say, well, that's not my fault. They, you know, they used filters or they, you know, they fooled me or manipulated me. You allowed it. You didn't, you didn't take the time to get to know them enough before you took them out. And there's plenty of ways. There's a thing called a telephone that you can pick up. And um, call, thank God it's much smaller now than they used to be. <laughs> um, and so you can pick up the phone and call them. You can FaceTime or Zoom uh, somebody to meet them and kind of get a feel for their energy. It's okay to do that. And to be quite honest, if you guys are online dating, you should be doing that with everyone. Even if it's a 10-minute phone call just to decide what you're going to do for your date, you should pick up the phone and demand a FaceTime or don't go out because who wants to waste an hour or two of their life? Maybe you people that are just plugging somebody in because you want somebody, but at the same time, I don't know about, I wouldn't even want to waste 15 minutes with the wrong person. So if you guys care about your time, you care about your energy, you care about your money, because I know you guys can spend a lot of money on a date. Um, if you care about that, then take some, take some measures to test the waters out, you know, before you go. Um, you know, somebody can't fool a FaceTime, can they? There's no way to fool a FaceTime. I'm not great with technology, as most of you all know, but, um, but I don't think you can. Hey, Cindy, good to see you. Uh, and Denise said, that, amen, that's why I stopped dating, working on myself first. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to back up. As a matter of fact, the best part, I mean, the best part of backing up and taking that time is you come out a lot more focused. And I promise you, when you're more focused and you're more together, you're much more attractive to good quality people. Um, I hear all the time uh, men, men and women talking about the fact that they meet somebody that's a train wreck. Um, and, it, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't turn anybody on. Um, okay, so, hey, Jane, all right, right in time, I got some good, respectable women jumping on, and I'm going to talk about sex. <laughs> so, hello, ladies. Um, so, don't skip talking about it, you know. I, we're going to have an honest conversation right now. This is what we're going to do. Sex is important, right? I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of conversations I have every week, and, and guys, it's not you. Um, most of the guys over 45 aren't talking about sex. Most women over 45 are talking about sex. They are. Um, sex is very important to women, much so more so lately. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure it always has been, but women are, are letting it be known. It's important to them. It's an important part of the relationship. 
And we need to be talking about it. I mean, yeah, you don't want to be, uh, be being overly sexual or coming on to somebody or testing the waters to make sure that, you know, you can turn them on, whatever. That's not what it's about. It's about the conversation about, you know, where they are in regards to that. What are their previous relationships? If you listen to people and ask you know, the right questions, people will tell you what you need to know. I mean, a guy may tell you that his ex-girlfriend, and I hear this a lot, believe it or not, was like overly sexual or overly aggressive when it came to sex. And I see a lot of men, believe it or not, and I know you guys are going to disagree with me, but honestly, I see a lot of you men backing off of the sex, which is okay. It's totally okay in the beginning. But for women, it's becoming more and more important, and women aren't afraid to say it's important. So you definitely want to talk about previous sex, sexual history, um, you know, how, I mean, if somebody's been playing around, I mean, the first thing that would pop into my mind would be STDs, sorry, but that's an uncomfortable conversation, but one that should be had. If you guys knew how many people were running around with STDs, it would blow your mind. Um, again, I hear because people are out dating and they're wondering, when do they tell their partner that they have herpes? Um, before you have sex, that's when you tell them. Um, but, but you would be amazed by the amount of, um, of sexually transmitted diseases are out there. And so... You need to talk about it. And, you know, I, I used to know a, a girlfriend of mine that um, she was online dating and she would, uh, she would make the guys get tested. So before she was ever intimate with them, she would make them take a test and she actually asked for the results. She wanted to see them. Um, and you can do that. You certainly can. That's one way to go. Um, but I think a conversation is, you know, is perfectly appropriate because even if somebody, you know, doesn't have all the answers, you're at least opening up the conversation about it. Is this person even thought about that, right? It, you know, at that point, you know, if, if you ask them about, you know, previous partners, if they've ever been tested, if they've ever been worried about anything like that, you'll kind of get a gauge for where they are and what their lifestyle's like and how careful or not careful they've been. It's important. I mean, um, there are things like HPV. I know you guys have heard of it, and here we're going to talk about it. It's it, it, it can give a woman cancer. Ladies, a guy could have it and give it to you from having too many partners, and you won't know it till you go and uh, go to the doctor and get tested positive for cancer. Um, I, uh, I, know, I know a young lady in um, her late 30s um, that had cancer like five years ago from it. So you have to be really, really careful and you have to be willing to have these conversations. Previous sexual history, STDs, and what they, what they want, what their goals are in regards to their sex life. Um, and uh, nobody's saying a dang thing. So um, I'm amazed, but ladies are the ones that are talking about it, guys. I'm just going to tell you, they're the ones that um, are telling me that it's in their top three most important, you know, things that they want in a relationship, top three, four. Ladies, this is why you need to talk to guys, because I don't hear that from guys. And guys, I'm not saying that it's not important to you, but if it is important to you, it's usually when I ask you what your top things are, it's usually not in your top. So, I think as men and women get older, some of those things change. So I think that's important. And it's perfectly okay to have conversations about sex before you ever have sex. I mean, how great would it be to be able to talk about the things that you like and you don't like um, before you ever go there? I mean, that way you have a little bit of, um, a little bit of guidance for when you get there. I mean... I know some of you are going to probably say you're uncomfortable with that, but it is, it's a, it's a good way to go. Um, plus, I think, you know, the whole sex talk thing, you know, I, I think you also want to make sure that you're with somebody who's healthy, you know, um, sexually healthy. So, uh, so there's, there's a lot of ways I can go. I mean, I think, I think to myself of all the people out there, all the men out there that have porn addictions and, you know, that would be, 
I mean, even if you just brought the conversation up, I mean, it's all this stuff with the internet is all appropriate and you want to know what you're getting into because you don't want to be, you don't want to wait six months, a year or till you get married um, to be with your partner and then find out that they're impotent or they don't like sex or they can't have sex um, or they're addicted to porn, you know, and you know, that's a whole other thing. You, you, you know, you, you've got to find these things out early on and you've got to talk about it. And it's a perp perfectly appropriate conversation. And I hate to say it, but I think you women are going to be the ones that are going to have to bring it up because guys just aren't talking about it. Um, okay. So another thing too, and we have never actually really talked about this, but it's important. Get into your, that person's world. If you meet somebody and you like them, before you move into a, a long-term relationship, start meeting some of their friends. You know, um, you don't have to meet their family, but meet some of their friends and go to some of the places that they go to, they frequent, because who, who they hang around is going to tell you a lot about them, number one. And when you go to places that they frequent and people know them, you'll see interactions that you wouldn't see otherwise. Get to know their circle. Because if, if their circle is a bunch of partiers, and this goes for girls and guys. This, you know, I've, I, I see a lot of women uh, groups, like girlfriend groups. You guys sabotage yourself, ladies. You really do. I, I love the fact, you know, you should have your own life. You should have interests outside of your relationship. Every girl should have girlfriends. Every guy should have guy friends. If somebody doesn't have friends, that's a huge red flag. Um, but when women and men stay single for too long, they get these friend groups that they that they get so involved in that they don't have time for relationships. You know, their friend group is going on. It's going out Friday and Saturday night. Um, on Thursday night, they have a happy hour together. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's very, very common. And it, so, yes, it's important to have a good social life, but not at the expense of not having space in your calendar when you do meet somebody. And if you guys knew how many times this gets in the way, when you're not available to date, whether that be you're working too much, you're out with your friends, you have other responsibilities, when you're not available to date, you're never going to have a connection that's going to flourish because you have to spend time together to get to know each other. So you have to, you're going to have to have somewhat of a clear schedule. So those of you that are out there that have a good group of girlfriends or guy friends, that's a great thing. But begin now, if you want a relationship, begin now making spaces in that. Um, making spaces, you know, if you typically go out Friday and Saturday night, make sure you leave a weekend night open every single weekend, whether you go out or you sit at home on your own, right, by yourself. And if sitting at home by yourself is a problem on a weekend, you need to sit home every night because you have some work to do, right? If you can't be alone with yourself and sit home on a weekend night or a weekday night by yourself, there's something wrong. There is something very, very wrong. So it's super important that you create space in your life for somebody because they need it. The relationship needs it uh, and the friendship that you're building needs it. Uh, so... Um, I'm getting to a topic now that we've talked about before at length in many ways, shapes, and forms. And that is, do not have, whether you've met somebody, not met somebody, God, I, even if you have never met somebody before, do not have long conversations um, or important conversations over text message. I love text message. I live by it. Y'all know that is, anybody that knows me knows that that is a, um, that that is my primary form of communication basically because I'm working all the time and sometimes it's the only way I can communicate with somebody because I can't pick up the phone because I'm working. But having said that, we use text message way too much. If you are dating somebody, it's fun for a good morning, hi, sometimes, doesn't have to be every day. Um, it would be nice if it was every day and there was some consistency there, but it doesn't have to be. Um, but, you know, a good morning, a checking in, you know, um, you know, checking up on a date or whatever. But you guys are way too, number one, dependent on it. 
the expectations people have around the phone, you know, we used to have that big, big phone that you, that was attached to a wall by a cord. And um, God, I don't know how we communicated. I just don't. I know I lived on it. <laughs> I was always in trouble. And if I ever got grounded, I got grounded from my phone because that was the only thing that they could take away from me that I gave a damn about. Now I can't stand talking on the phone, but that's all I did. But um, but now we have to separate ourselves from our phone. Give some mystery to the relationship. Yes, it's great to stay connected. But if you meet somebody and both of you are very active on your phones and that's important to you and you both like that, that's awesome. But the minute that you have an inconsistency where you love to text and they don't, they love to text and you don't, you think that somebody should respond right away and they're busy and they don't have a lifestyle to do it, it creates so many problems. Um, I know in matchmaking, I just made it where people can't communicate now ahead of time before they meet for the first time. They can't even communicate by text. They're not gonna talk to each other. They're not gonna have a phone call. They're just gonna meet. Because what people mess up before they meet somebody via text message and phone calls is astounding. They don't mean to. Sometimes it's just that somebody doesn't like to text message or they don't, they're busy and they, it's not, they put their phone away and it's not one of their values. They could give a darn about it. And somebody else is waiting for, you know, text messages and they're waiting to hear how excited they're going to be about how excited they are for their date or they're waiting to hear about plans or they're waiting to get a good morning hello. I mean, the expectations are so far out there, we have to reel it back in and have a zero expectation when it comes to phones. Um, I know I've said, um, hey, Ted. Um, sorry, um, I love Ted. Ted's in Atlanta. Um, we've been friends a long, long time. Great to see your face. Um, uh, and But we do need to, um, we do need to make sure that, you know, any important conversation don't do it via text. Most people aren't great communicators anyway. And then to try to communicate something in your heart or something that's concerning you or something that's upsetting you um, or something that you need in writing, it's, it's really setting yourself up for a huge fail. I'm just being honest. So any important conversation, it's okay to say, you know what, and again, be careful how you preface, preface it because most people don't like the conversation we need to talk, right? Nobody wants to hear that. But it's okay to say uh, when, you know, you want to have a conversation, um, hey, if you have, you know, five or ten minutes, I wanted to ask you about something. Why don't you give me a call? That way you've set the tone for what you need. You've asked. Ladies, especially you, men are very accommodating and they want to make us happy, but you have to tell them what to do um, and what would make you happy. So the more direct you can be, ladies, you guys beat around the bush. You sugarcoat it. You beat around the bush. And guys don't get your hints. They just don't. That's not how they talk. It's not how they communicate. It's not how they think. They're very linear. You've got to ask them directly. So, you know, short, brief, direct, and uh, take it from there. So Ron says, when a man matures, sex is the last thing on his mind. Sometimes he's looking for the chemistry of attraction. Then the talk is very important um, to, have a, to have sex talk, but in his heart, um, he has to know that you are the one. Ron, I love that. I mean, I um, I love that you said that because, ladies, I am hearing that more and more from men, which I love because what it's saying to me is men are more serious about a relationship and they're more serious about getting to, if they're serious about getting to know you and sex is on the back burner because who you are is a priority, ladies, catch up with it, you know? Tell them sex. It's okay, ladies, to tell a guy that sex is important to you when you're in a relationship. It's okay to tell him how often you want it, right? It's okay. But if he wants to put it on the back burner till he gets to know you and that's his intention and focus, ladies, how many years have you been complaining that you don't have that? And now it's here. And Ron's just said it. And Ron, you said it perfectly because I hear this in particular from a lot of men now is they want to get to know a woman. And so sex is on the back burner until that happens. So I love that. Let me get a sip of water here, guys. Okay, so Greg says definitely meeting their friend group gives you insight. I do this. Good, Greg. Yeah, very, very important. Can tell you a lot. Um, 
Mike says, well said. Um, okay, so texting. Um, so I know I've, I've beat this one. Uh, I've beat this one up. I'll keep beating it up. <laughs> I will. Zero expectation when it comes to text message. Expect nothing, right? Expect nothing. As a matter of fact, why can't we bring a little bit more mystery into dating, right? Um, now, granted, again, I'm not going to go back to my conversation. If you've met somebody online, and that should be a phone call or a FaceTime. There should be some kind of communication before a date that is verbal or physical, right? And if you guys have been, you know, if you guys have been um, uh, fooled by somebody or many people online with online dating, I would make it a hundred percent rule that I don't go out with anybody unless I FaceTime. Just tell them, you know, this is this is a um, this is a priority. I know a lot of people don't like to be on video, but too bad. You know, five minutes. I want to. I just want to get a feel. So not, neither one of us are wasting our time. It's okay to say that, um, but. When it comes to dating, you've met somebody, you've gone out with them once. God, and you know what? You guys do this too. It's not just you ladies, but ladies, you're worse on this with the expectation after the first date. If you went on a first date and you guys had a good time, great. That's awesome that you had a good time. Expect nothing. It would be so awesome, guys, and I've said it a million times. It would be awesome if you went out with a lady and you liked her. If you told her, you know, that you told her that you'd love to see her again, told her when you would contact her again. Like, if you're not that person that's going to reach out the next day, say, I'll, I'll get in touch with you by Wednesday and we'll figure something out for next week. Perfectly acceptable. You've set the expectation. It's great, right? But you've got to set the expectation. Otherwise, She's setting the expectation, and it's probably not what you're going to do, and she, you're going to let her down before you've even gone on a second date. And if you knew what this expectation did to second dates, it kills them, guys. It kills the excitement. If things aren't going the way that somebody hoped, and you know everybody wants to feel that excitement of an initial connection, and when things aren't going the way that they hope then they get let down and they're, they're, they're let down before the second date even happens. I've had people even talk themselves out of going on a second date because their expectations weren't met after the first date of what they thought should happen. Nothing should happen. If he asks you out again, ladies, and you guys go out again, that's what happened. That's what happens. But to have any expectation around anything he's going to say or do or not do between then is is ridiculous. I know I just had a guy this past week, met a girl, um, they liked each other, had a great time on their date. She went on a week's vacation and he decided he wasn't going to see her anymore because she went on a week's vacation and by God, while she was with her family, she wasn't texting him. She wasn't commuting. I know. I know. I mean, if that is your expectation for a relationship, you better quit now because you know, people have their own lives. They have their own priorities. That was a, you've only been on one date. You have no right to say what anybody can, can't do. You don't even know them. Um, and you're making judgments. It, it does blow my mind. I mean, I, my mind is blown on a weekly basis. I'm just telling you probably on a daily basis, but that's, uh, that's, it is what it is. So, uh, so keeping expectations around phone communication and everything else, really, but that phone communication and the texting. Sorry, my hair is just in my face today. Um, but but phone texting, manage your expectations there, and don't have important conversations over text message. Uh, over text message, they can get misconstrued, and things can get ugly really, really fast. Um, okay, next is to be yourself. Just be yourself. So many of you, so many of you, and it, it's great. You want to impress somebody on a first date. You do. You want to look good. You want to dress well. You want to put your best foot forward. It's somebody's first impression of you, unless you're online dating and you've already seen each other on FaceTime. But regardless, an in-person connection is, is you can't take that back. It'll never, you can never redo it again. So first impressions are everything. Um, but you've got to be yourself because who you are and what you believe and what you think and, you know, how you act and the things that you like to do or don't do, those things are going to come out eventually. Who wants to waste six months or a year of their time before somebody is actually 
um, showing up as themselves. And I think the research is, or was, I haven't seen it lately, that it takes about six months for people to start getting in that comfort zone. And that's typically when you start seeing red flags, you start seeing things you didn't see before. I think there's also what the element of you're kind of reaching a different stage in your relationship. And, um, and so, you know, it, 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 it just, it kind of, kind of changes things. But if you, if you're authentic about who you are, and by the way, this is a really important element right now in speaking about this, because I, I have again, talked about this. Everybody's looking for that. This just seems to be you know, nobody liked what we had to go through with COVID, but post-COVID, it's all about authenticity. Every single research study, everything I've seen, everything you know, feedback I'm getting from men and women alike, lots of men, more than women, um, is authenticity. Everybody's looking for authenticity. They're looking for somebody that they connect with naturally. So if you're putting on an error if you're trying to be somebody you're not, if you're on your best behavior, if you're guarding what you're saying, if you're not revealing things about yourself because you think it's too soon, if you're not asking questions that foster uh, a, a meaningful conversation and somebody can't get to know your soul and you theirs, there's not going to be a connection. So you want to make sure that you're yourself. Um, and don't overdo it. I mean, I... I I, I notice sometimes on y'all's social media, and guys, you're, you're ladies with your selfies, and guys, this is what you do. Um, you put up posts that you think women are going to like, like, oh, look at my cute puppy, so precious, or, you know, um, here's me, you know, preparing for the woman of my dreams, you know, and I don't know, you're picking flowers or something. I mean, I, I'm telling you, some of you guys... Are really going overboard lately, even with your posts, you know, trying to, trying to direct them, you know, relationally to, um, to win. I mean, it's obvious what, that you're, what you're trying to do and it's, it, it, it's not going to get you what you need. You need to be authentic. You need to, your, your messages, your pictures, your posts need to be who you are, not overly trying to get something or to be something that you're not, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's making sense. I hope it is, but be authentic with what, you know, what, who you're being, what you're posting, what you're talking about. Authentic, authenticity is, is key. Um, Ted, it's totally okay for you to post pictures of your shoes. <laughs> that's a really good dresser. Um, he didn't say anything about it, but I'll say something. Um, okay. Take it easy with social media. Don't overpost, you know. And and by all means, make sure your social media is a, um, a positive reflection of who you are and an accurate reflection. Um, you know, I will see sometimes too people's social media where they'll post like a bunch of pictures of you know huge houses that aren't theirs or expensive cars that aren't theirs. You're trying to impress, and you're trying to put an image forward that is not authentic, and and it it actually pushes people away. It doesn't draw them in. Um, so very very important. Uh, Maribel says, "Don't lie about your age." Absolutely not. Yeah. Why would somebody's going to figure it out? You're. I mean, you're going to figure out how old somebody is. You can Google somebody and figure out how old they are. So don't lie about your age because a lie is a lie and you can't start a relationship like that. So um, good point. All right. So you also want to get past the chemistry thing. And again, I talk till I'm blue in the face on this. Ladies, guys aren't as concerned now. They, I mean, men love a beautiful woman. I get it. And I know you guys, you know, want someone that's attractive. But men more than women now are putting the other things in on top of. They want someone who looks good. But what's more important is that they're intelligent. What's more important is that they um, have things in common. What's more important is they share the same values. This is super important that... We not judge this chemistry thing. You talk about getting past a first date. The reason why the majority of you don't, and sometimes you don't even get on a first date because of the same thing. You're not attracted to somebody's picture. 
I cannot tell you the amount of times I've had clients even go, mm, not my type. I'm like, you're going anyway. And then they let me know afterwards that they were 100% their type and they're, they, are, they would have overlooked them 100% of the time if they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been set up. You have to get past the looks thing. You, you can't just look at a picture of somebody or look at somebody and meet somebody and make a decision whether you have chemistry or not. Chemistry is a really, really odd, crazy thing. I mean, the stories of people that were friends, you know, and, and that for whatever reason, maybe they had too much to drink and they crossed the line and all of a sudden found out they had physical chemistry, right? Um, it, it happens a, a lot. So our heads get in the way. We think we're not attracted. We think we don't like these traits. We think we don't want something, but yet when we actually get in somebody's presence, who they are and who they're being and their energy and all of that is completely, completely different. You know, what was the name of that show I was watching? Do you remember I was just telling you about it? Um, I was just watching some reality show on Netflix, and it was the "You're Are You the One?" That was it. Yeah, are you the one? Um, and just to watch how people were so adamant, and I just I watch those shows for my own entertainment with what I do. It's um, those are those are reality shows. Honestly, like those ones on Netflix that are that are real, that are just real. They're painful. They're painful to watch. But um, but just to watch the dysfunction and how people f see somebody, they're attracted to them physically, and they could have nothing in common with them, zero. They don't even like each other, but yet they are going to insist they're in love and that that's the right person for them because of some because of the physical part. We have to get past that physical. We're not twenty years old anymore, and it's not all about not that it should be when you're twenty, but when we're twenty, it's a lot more. Um, physical than it is anything, but we have to we have to learn how to get past that. Um, chemistry has little to do with the way somebody looks and everything to do with who they are. If you don't meet them, ever don't meet them because you don't think you have chemistry in a picture, you'll never know. If you go on one date with them, and and, and honestly, I will say, Sometimes people on a first date, you're not going to get chemistry on a first date. If you like the person and you have a good time with them, you should always go on a second date. And I know you guys listen to me because you tell me that you're doing it and I appreciate it. You go on that second date because who somebody is and if they're nervous on a first date, um, they're not honestly showing up. There's only so much ground you can cover on a first date. Maybe the atmosphere wasn't the greatest. Maybe the, their day was hectic. You never know. So if you like somebody, you should always go on a second date because chemistry can and does show up a lot of times. I can't, I don't know statistically, but I've done this enough and long enough to tell you that the, it's probably over 80% of people, when they go on a second date with somebody, they're going to continue um, because there's something there and they're able to get past that uh, crazy chemistry hump. Um, okay, so um, labels, getting past labels. So I think this is important once you're getting into a relationship. Um, at what point is somebody you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you know, what do you, what do you call them? And at what point do you talk about the exclusive conversation? Oh, God, I need a sip of, really probably need a t margarita to talk about this one. Um, hmm. Are we talking? Are we dating? Are we hooking up? Right? I mean, it's just, are we committed? Are we um, in an exclusive relationship? I mean, there's so many labels. And if we could just learn to take our time, just take your time. Every single thing is going to progress naturally. You know, trying to say, well, we can't have sex until we've dated for six months. Um, you know, we can't, um, we have to be married after. Um, or we have to be engaged by the time, you know, a year has passed, um, and or otherwise I'll break up. I mean, the, the crazy, the crazy things 
I hear of people, labels, time, time restraints we're putting on things. Um, you have to let things evolve naturally. Nobody wants to force somebody to be in a relationship. Nobody wants, to, you know, to force somebody to be exclusive. Nobody wants to force somebody to be monogamous. And nobody wants to force somebody to be engaged or married to them or have babies with them. Nobody wants to force somebody to do that. Quit putting timetables on your relationship. Relationships evolve naturally as they should, and there should be absolutely zero. You should, that's why I said up front, you talk about the important things, you talk about the things that you value. But you can't put a timetable on when you're going to be exclusive. You know, um, you can't put a timetable on when you're going to be married or have babies. And all of this stuff just, it, 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 that's an agenda. And agendas never, ever work. They just push people away. Or you get what you want, but then they resent you down the road and then it doesn't work. So everybody's got to chill out in regards to what is this? What is this? have fun. You're getting to know each other. You don't have to label it. The sooner you guys can step into that role of it is what it is until it moves somewhere else. It doesn't matter. Don't try to define it or label it. You're just getting to know each other. And if you like each other, great. By all means, I'm, I'll say, if you're going to sleep together, and I'll say it because it, it, it would matter to me, but maybe it won't matter to some of you, but if you're going to sleep together and be exclusive there, that's a conversation. And that's a perfectly legitimate conversation because, you know, it, number one, it's just, I'm not, I'm not going to go politically. Okay. Number one, you should go there because if somebody's sleeping around and then you find out that they're sleeping with somebody else and you expected that they wouldn't because you were sleeping with them and you thought it was exclusive, but you haven't had the exclusive conversation, that's your fault. It's not their fault, right? And, um, and let's see, Elton says, not to date multiple people at the same time. Oh, here we are. There is an article about the difference between dating European and American men. Um, in Europe, it's not natural. It's not, it's not natural to date other people. I assume you're saying, uh, that you just date exclusively. I'm sure it depends on what part of Europe you're from, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Maggie says, so true. A picture might pique your interest, but it's absolutely not, uh, in any capacity, a barometer of real connection. Correct. Good, Maggie. Hey, Deb. Good to see you. Um, but yes, um, exclusivity. I mean, Elton, I love that that's important, you know, that that's something that you value. That's a conversation and that's okay. You're not asking them to do anything. What you're doing is you're laying out the groundwork for who you are. So I would 100% on a first date say, you know, if that's you, say, you know what, in Europe, we don't date multiple people. If we like somebody and we're interested, we focus on that only. And that's the, that's where I come from. You know, I don't have that, I don't necessarily have that expectation, but I would like to find somebody that's on the same page as me, that believes in that, and when the appropriate time comes that we could have that conversation. Because even one date doesn't mean you're exclusive. I know you know that. And, and by the way, everybody, you know, it, that's a, it's a slippery slope with dating multiple people because if you're dating multiple people, and let's just say if you like somebody, if you like somebody, why not focus on them? Why do you need other people? Why do you need to date other people? That's your ego. It, it's not, you know, if you're interested, why would you go anywhere else if you're interested? It doesn't make any sense. Um, I've heard people say the reason that they date other people is that they're not putting all the eggs in one basket and therefore their expectations aren't as high. But the problem isn't, that isn't with them dating multiple people, it's with your expectations. If you need somebody to just date you or you need to date other people, I'm sorry, because you feel pressure 
or you're, you know, or you're going to give pressure to the person you're dating because of you putting your eggs in one basket, you're not healthy. So, you know, if you can't see out a, you know, a month or two of dating somebody without, you know, I mean, again, depends on whether there's sex or not, but, um, but if there's ambiguous ideas about who you're dating, they can date whoever they want. If they're not dating you exclusively, they could be going out every night with somebody else. That may not be somebody you want, but I'm just saying to, you can't hold somebody down. They're going to do what they're going to do. Take your time. Get to know them. Don't put restrictions on them. Don't try to control somebody else um, and, and go with the flow. Uh, hard conversation. There's so many things to say around this. Um, uh, Maribel says, I definitely have the exclusive conversation. There is a time to narrow down the list to one. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Is it old-fashioned, Jamie says, to think that people should date one person at a time? Um, I don't think so, but I guess I'm old-fashioned, Jamie. So um, is it old-fashioned? I, um, I think it's a value. I don't know that it's old-fashioned, but I think it's a value. So if you value dating one person at a time, it's okay to state your value and find people that meet you there. Period. The end. Are there people? Absolutely, there are people. Um, but it's not old-fashioned. I think we need to get away from, you know, terms like this because it's just who you are. And you can label it however you want. You know, you have more traditional values, which is fine. There's Most of the people watching the show um, are also do as well. And so... Uh, so, um, it's not old fashioned. Uh, Greg says, I have the exclusive conversation before there is sex. Um, good. I mean, I, I would hope, I would hope that people would, you know, I would hope that people would STDs and I mean, let's not even talk about pregnancy. So, um, anyway, I'll leave that one alone, but you know, make sure you like the person before you sleep with them. Enough is enough. Um, uh, Deb says, I definitely would have the conversation before sleeping with someone. Good. Okay. We're all on the same page here. Elton says, or if they don't have a secure attachment styles, people like that date multiple people at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, Elton, you know, if somebody's insecure and they need a lot of people to date to feed their ego, you know, that's not somebody you want. That's not some, if you are into, you know, dating one person or an exclusive relationship and that's what you're after, their behavior is probably not going to stop when you get in a relationship with them. You know, people that need that kind of attention and validation because they don't have it themselves, um, that's something internal. That's not something being in a relationship with anybody else is going to change. So keep that in mind. Uh, so yes, the exclusive thing is, um, important and Ruth said it must be so exhausting. I don't know what you're referring to, but <laughs> there's a lot of things that are exhausting. This week was exhausting. I can't wait. For, <laughs> I can't wait for five o'clock today. Um, okay. Uh, know that red flags aren't suggestions and aren't going away. Um, so Red flags are red flags, just what I spoke about a second ago. You're not going to change somebody. We have to, we have to keep our eyes open. I mean, we're seeing red flags. If I knew the amount of time, oh my gosh, is it almost time for this to be over? Oh crap! I'm. I need to. I waited. I went way too long on that one. Um, red. Pay attention to red flags. Do not ignore them. If your intuition tells you something, pay attention. Um, uh, spend some time apart. God, don't control each other. You know, be willing to. I, Keep your friendships. Take time with your friends. Be with your family. Balance your life. Nobody wants their world to be wrapped around you or you to wrap them, your, wait, your whole world around them, right? Um, very, very important. Um, and let's see. Um, don't bring up your ex. I'm trying to get all my stuff. I know I'm not going to do it. Um, uh, don't bring up your ex. So stop talking about your ex. Uh, spending too much time there. Focusing there. Um, if your ex is always calling, if, if their ex is always calling or if your ex is always calling your phone, um, I had that problem years ago. I mean, it's a, inter it's a major interference situation. It will mess up your relationship. Cut the ties or don't date. Um, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, 
I ran out of time. <laughs> I have to respect yours, and uh, I have to respect the station. So um, I, uh, I hope that some of these, the important ones we spent time with, and um, I want you guys to just start learning some balance here and get some of these basic rules and um, expectations down in regards to how you're dating so that you can get past that first, second, and third date to actually meet and communicate and make a connection with somebody. Um, so, uh, so Deb says, do not constantly talk about your kids. Good point, Deb. It's a very good point. I mean, but if you, if they do, then you know that they value their children. And if that's not something that you could deal with or that is important to you, they're probably not for you. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's a, um, I think that's a preference. So listen to what people say because they'll tell you what's important to them. They'll tell you who they are if you just listen, listen, listen. Um, okay, love you guys. Um, have an amazing weekend, and I will see you guys again in two weeks. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today, and please subscribe to the podcast. Each show, we're going to have new topics and information. If you'd like to find out more about coaching or matchmaking, please go to my website at lovegen.com, or you can find me on my Facebook page, my personal page at Jennifer Styers.